Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Awakening Artist Podcast, where creative minds can come together and discuss a variety of topics relating to higher creativity, spirituality and healing, and entrepreneurship for artists. My name is Dana Wilcher. I am a visionary artist and creative guide, and this podcast is a space for you to find artistic inspiration, get to know yourself and heal on a deeper level, and to laugh, cry, and get creative. Join me every week for new episodes. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about healing the inner masculine within. And you don't have to be any certain gender to be working with this topic. It's really talking about the um, higher polarities and archetypes of the divine masculine, the divine feminine. And I'm going to be sharing more about my recent experience in Costa Rica sitting in three ayahuasca ceremonies. And we're going to be talking all about relationship healing, healing the relationship with self, and also how that manifests externally once we do that work and how that can affect your business. So let's dive in. All right, you guys, I'm going to be real honest with you here. I had a really hard time leaving the jungle this time around. <laughs> it was such an incredible journey. Um, for those of you who are maybe new to following me, uh, I'm connected with a beautiful community of uh, spiritual entrepreneurs and uh, just badass, amazing people who gather and bring people together for plant medicine retreats in Costa Rica. And every single retreat is so different. We do them a few times a year. And what's interesting is I always kind of notice certain themes that start presenting themselves even before I go out on these healing adventures. And the theme that was really, really present for me, which usually it's all about my business, my art, my creativity, my abundance channels, my message, my purpose. And that's usually really like my, my, my heart and my work that I'm bringing to the medicine. But it's kind of interesting. It, that wasn't as present for me this time. It was, uh... It was really like the message I got was I'm already kind of on the right track with a lot of those areas. Like the medicine also told me like, there's nothing else we need to tell you. Like you're doing what you need to be doing. Just keep doing it. And so the theme that was really, really present for me this time around was healing my divine masculine, healing my association with the masculine and healing my relationship patterns. Um, it really, like this theme really started to present itself first in this new painting that I'm working on called Father Time. And it's just so fascinating to me how all of these paintings, even before I know what theme I'm really going to be working with, it's like the paintings always just foreshadow it somehow. Like before I went to Peru, I started the She Breaks These Chains paintings, painting, and that's about healing ancestral trauma, uh, sexual trauma. And that was so much my experience when I was in Peru. And so this time around now, I had the uh, 
the, the inspiration to create Father Time as the fifth painting in my series. And the painting, Father Time, I'll make a whole other episode about that. But it's a vision that came to me when I was in Peru in medicine, in a medicine ceremony. And it's all about connecting with the divine masculine within me and connecting to the sacred guardian space holding energy of the integrated divine masculine. And so working on this piece, it really started to open me up to question my own associations with divine masculine energy and to really get to know that energy within myself. And so going on this adventure to Costa Rica and um, it's always an interesting journey and navigation for me because I'm going there to support the prayer and to be of service and to help in the space and to be present with the, the beautiful participants that we have joining us. And also... I'm anchoring in my own deep work in my own deep prayer. And so going into these sits, going into this work, I knew it was going to be deep because usually we only do two nights of ayahuasca and then one all day Wachuma or San Pedro cactus uh, ceremony. And this time we had three nights of the medicine. I was there for nine days total. And especially with the the theme of this painting and just this awareness of, okay, I really need to work on this area of my life, my own divine masculine embodiment and how that's reflecting itself in my relationships. I knew it was going to be really deep. And so right off the gate, um, the first night of the medicine, it was... It was very, it was very beautiful in the way that it was a lighter experience. I had the opportunity to sing a song that I wrote in the ceremony, which was a huge honor. And I found myself being um, very aware of my mind's projections of like uh, future scenarios and being excited for future scenarios, but also the importance of letting them go and just being present in the moment. And... I also had this incredible experience where a lot of times in the plant medicine ceremonies in the past, since I've had a lot of really, really deep trauma and sexual trauma that I've worked with and and healed, a lot of times what will happen for me is I will get my, I'll start breathing really fast, I'll start going into the triggers and I will just get pulled under the water and I'm not able to come up for air for like the entire ceremony and I just kind of get my ass kicked and it's always perfect it's always what I need this medicine is so intelligent I trust her more than I trust myself sometimes she always like smacks me on the hand when I say that but mama it's kind of (laughs) true and it's always perfect and this time I felt the the progress that I've made since Peru, I remember in my dieta, people would say, you're just going to be different in ways you won't understand until you're in it. It's, it's just going to be subtle. And I noticed it when I felt myself starting to get pulled under the water by the trauma triggers and I felt my breathing increase and my heart start beating. And I was able to breathe and calm myself. And the medicine encouraged me. She said, 
can you drift into a state of being that is just a hair before you're asleep, before you're unconscious? What can you discover in those spaces? And so I calmed my heart, I calmed my breathing and my nervous system. And I just allowed myself to relax completely. And I entered this beautiful space. I've never fallen asleep in a ceremony, but this space was like right before that. And it, once I got to that place, I started seeing all of these visions and of this, like this woman with a mask on for her face dancing in the jungle. And the medicine said, this is the the visionary plane this is the visionary realm explore have fun and so i saw peacock feathers and all of these visions and faces and eagles and um the medicine like i kept hearing like creatividad creatividad and it just kept floating through this space and it was an incredible space to navigate and to see what's accessible when we're able to just calm our body and our breath and get into a really present thoughtless state and so that was a beautiful aspect of the first night and then the second and the third nights the the deep masculine healing and the relationship healing really started to sink in and a lot of this work for me was centered around my dad's death and that's something I haven't talked about a lot And if you've experienced a similar type of trauma, um, I am going to be going into it. So, you know, potential trigger warning if you've lost a parent or experienced something really traumatic around death in your family. So just wanted to give you guys that heads up. Um, And so this work for me, I started to feel this thing that came up in Peru, which was this fracture point in my spirit that had happened when my dad died. He passed away very suddenly from a heart attack when I was 10. And this was something that I opened up in Peru that was, it was a huge fracture point for my spirit. It was so highly traumatic that it was like a part of me kind of got frozen there. And something that I really connected to is that I was still holding on to my dad even though I loved him deeply and as some of you know he was also my abuser growing up it was kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with my dad Um, and so when I you know was was really feeling into like this this fracture point in this experience I had so much emotion come up and it made me realize that so many of my relationship patterns that I have been holding on to, that I've been creating and uh, creating in repetition in my life, in my dating life, in my um, relationships in the past have been tied to my dad. And so I got to the awareness that I blamed myself for his death. And the reason for this was, and this is really deep, you guys, for me, very vulnerable. But the night before he passed away, he turned to me and he said, I love you. And 
I had started to become aware of the abuse that had been happening and I had anger towards him. And so I looked at him and I just walked away. And then the next morning he died. And I didn't fully realize until that came up in Peru that I had been holding on to him and blocking myself from experience true, safe, present love because I was holding on to the guilt that somehow it was my fault and I should have done things differently. And so that really started to come up for me. Some couple of experience sort of mirrored and triggered this. And I had this incredible experience one afternoon. It was before the, the third night of the medicine, which the second night, actually before I get into the third, the second night I was really present with analyzing and looking at the types of relationships that I have attracted in the past and the types of men that I have attracted who were not healthy and safe men and safe partners. And I kind of boiled it down to two archetypes. And maybe you guys can relate if you are a man or if you're, you know, if that's not your orientation, you know, just kind of take it in your own frame. But um, the two main archetypes I saw for partners I was attracting was the immature, emotionally unavailable man who is deep in inner child wounding and codependency. That was one. And then the second is overly domineering, overly sexual, somewhat aggressive men who have more of an inclination to use women, use me. And both of these archetypes have not been safe for me, but they've been familiar. And so this is, for you guys, this is where we get into the meat and the potatoes of doing divine masculine healing. We start to recognize, even in friendships, what kind of masculine presences we've attracted into our lives and how that patterning is based on a template that we've grown used to and grown accustomed to and so I really started to break this down and look at this when I was in the medicine and see how it's reflected itself in my relationships and so that kind of started to unravel And I also started to engage with, okay, that's what it's not supposed to feel like. Now, what is it supposed to feel like? What is a healthy, safe, divine masculine supposed to feel like? And so I went in and I closed my eyes and I felt and I called and I summoned the divine masculine within me. And I got to know him and I got to see how he appeared to me and he appeared to me as such a beautiful, handsome, glowing, strong, kind, loving, um, present, emotionally available, consistent, ambitious, intelligent, strong man holding this father, husband, king archetype. And I went through this beautiful experience of getting to meet him and getting to know him. And 
allowing him to court me and take me on dates and I envision this whole beautiful date with my own inner masculine of like you know I'm dressed in the most beautiful lavish dresses and there's roses or dress and there's roses and I'm on the ocean and candles and and it's just so beautiful getting to date myself and getting to court myself and so that was such a powerful experience starting to reformulate those associations and those connections within my being and so then things got really intense and I had a moment in the afternoon where as it happens in any kind of healing retreat, plant medicine <laughs> ceremony. The medicine does tricky things and there were some crazy things that, that popped up and started to happen and I got really triggered by them. And what it triggered for me at the at the end of the, the day, <laughs> at the end of the tunnel, what it what it triggered for me was the death of my father. Was losing him and that deep pain and how I had held on to it and so I saw that I know what kind of relationships I'm not calling in and the patterns that I am ending and I know based on my new relationship with my own inner masculine what kind of energy I'm calling in and what I know and associate with a safe masculine presence and still it felt like there was this block. And when I tuned into it, I realized it's because I'm still, I was still holding on to my dad. And I recognized it was time to let him go fully. And so it was sunny the entire time we were out at Costa Rica, like the whole time. And then as I these waves of emotion and grief and this this epic healing experience is starting to come on for me we had a break i was down at our our lodge down by the jungle it starts pouring rain and so i just go out in my dress and i start dancing in the rain just to the sounds of the jungle and then the energy and the emotion starts flowing and then i lay down it's like this warm concrete platform with the rain falling on me and I knew it was time to do a full cord cutting with my dad. And this is something I've done cord cuttings with people, past relationships, people I want nothing to do with ever again. That it's signed, sealed, complete. I've done cord clearings with people in my life whom we've just accumulated heavy karma, but I still want them in my life. But I just got the awareness, no, you have to fully let him go. And so I went through my cord clearing, cord cutting process of going into a deep meditative state, feeling the rain on my skin, calling in his presence, and it felt like he was standing there right in front of me. But at the same time, it felt like I was on the medicine because I kept like, I would like open my eyes and look around and be like, I swear to God, a jaguar just walked by me. <laughs> and we're in the jungle, so you never know. But there was, it just all this, it was like, divine support just encircling me especially from the animal kingdom and so I met my dad in this visionary space 
I cried and I cried and I cried and I said everything I needed to say to him, everything I hadn't ever said, everything I needed to express, how he hurt me, how I loved him, what he taught me, everything. And at the end of this, it felt like it went on forever and I'm like snotting, sobbing, rain, just spitting rain out of my mouth. Like it was the winds blowing. It was kind of epic. Um, and at the end of this, I called on Archangel Michael and called on my spirit and I went to cut the energetic cord between me and my dad and I felt this like red hot possessive anger and that was the dark side of him that had latched on to me that was like, you're not strong enough to do this, you're not going to do this. And I said by all hell I am (laughs) and so I cut the cords and the angels were working on me as well and I cut every single cord that had connected me to my father and then I was able to call in healing energy and heal my energetic field and my body and and thank him thank his soul wish his spirit nothing but the highest evolution of love and healing and happiness and i i i was working with master jesus as well and i had him write up the contract of me and my dad in this life and our past lives and i just signed complete clear void the end and then you know allowed that to dissolve into the ethers And after that, I felt it was like my whole body just collapsed in the rain. And it was like for the first time, I felt what it feels like to be fully in ownership of my me, of my body, of my own masculine energy, of my own feminine safety. And at the same time, there was this strange emptiness that was present because I had held on to him for so long and I was so raw the rest of the night and preparing for the third night of the ceremony and and moving into that third night I had to have a talk with myself on the way up to the Maloka I'm like okay you got shit to do you need to just put this aside until we drink the medicine and then you can fall apart but we need to like focus for a little bit and like help (laughs) and so which is the um you know the (laughs) never-ending um undulating balance of being a space holder and also doing your own work and so we go into the ceremony then it the medicine you know it's it's now my time to do my own work and I just laid down on my mat and I went into myself and I just collapsed in grief and it felt like my dad had died all over again and some of the circumstances around his passing when we got to the hospital when I was 10 he had already died he died on the way to the hospital in the ambulance and we had the opportunity to go and see him after he had passed and you know my mom didn't know what to do she And all I knew was, I want to see my dad. I want to see my dad. And so, you know, we, my mom, they permitted it. 
and my mom and my sister and I went in there and that moment will always be one of the deepest and most challenging moments of my life just to see him in that state and just to be waiting for him to wake up and that was when my this fracture kind of happened in my spirit and it was so highly traumatic that I didn't know how to process it and the medicine took me back to that room and it felt like I was just there and and witnessing it all over again and I was just crying the deepest grief and the medicine she's so intelligent with how she she helps us to feel these things she would have me dive into the grief and feel it and it's like the most overwhelming sadness and then she would pull me out of it be like okay that's enough and breathe and breathe and then go into another wave and feel it and then that numbness would set in and it was that process so that I could handle it and integrate it and feel what I was too shut down in those moments to feel and when I was in that room, you know, in, in this vision, in the ceremony, I just thought, this is, how do I ever heal from this? How do I get over this? How do I let this go? How do I forget this? This is horrible. And the medicine told me, some things, they, they do scar you for life. Some things you can't ever forget. But these are the things that you can accept and that just broke my heart open realizing that for a long time I've tried to push away and repress these these this memory that is burned with clarity into my mind but the key was to accept it and to hold myself through that experience and so I just held my 10 year old self and I just told her we don't have to go because in the past he trying to heal this memory I'd always trying to take her away and I just stayed with her and said we don't have to go anywhere we can stay here as long as you need I am here with you and I love you and and slowly slowly that was my dear sister Ayla that was something she said through the retreat is slowly slowly and so slowly slowly this part of me started to heal, like really deeply heal. And, you know, to this point right now, I can't say with full confidence that I've healed this memory and I've done and checked it off the list. This one, these really deep ones like this, they take a lot of time and they unravel in layers. But I know for sure I healed a very, very deep layer of it. And so... Then the grief started to lift and I started to become more present in the space and I got to, I was able to sit up and I was able to, to sing the cantos and to, to walk around and help guardian in the space and dance with my eagle feather fan and just, just be, just be present. And, and then the celebration came in and it was the medicine was like, it's not all grief. That's not what life is. It's not all pain and sadness and hardship. When we get through that, there's joy and celebration. And 
I just, I felt so happy. I felt happier than I've ever felt in my entire life. And I felt free. And, and then, you know, the themes that I've been working with, the divine masculine embodiment, you know, letting go of my dad, cutting the cords with him, making space, then I could really feel and see like my own masculine essence. And I am in love with him. And I just was so connected to that. And, and then the medicine came in and she said, oh, honey, one of these days, there's going to be a man who's going to walk into your life and absolutely blow your mind. And it's because of this work right here. And I believe her with 100% full confidence. (laughs) And so bringing it full circle then, you know, what it means healing our relationship with the inner masculine and how that has an incredible effect on our life, on our business is we think about the nature of the divine masculine. I think of it as the masculine is like the riverbed and he holds space for the flowing feminine water. And so when we are undeveloped in this archetypal aspect of self of the masculine, then the water flows everywhere and it tidal waves come through and it decimates the land and you know among other things the the powerful flowing feminine is always perfect in all of her forms and also there's a reason for the sandy shores there's a reason for the riverbeds they're there to hold this energy you know the light of the sun is there to nourish and fuel all of the beauty of the earth and the the creatures the waters the trees the plants and so in this same way our own masculine essence does that within our lives within our businesses for me my own masculine he is the space holder he is the structure to my flowing feminine he is grounded he is present he (laughs) i'm just laughing because as i'm talking about the masculine my little boy cat is coming over to say hello come here cuteness come here oh gosh okay i'm holding him so the divine masculine he is kind he is gentle he is present and playful and i love him okay that's all anyway sorry quick kitty lovins had to happen so how this energy translates in our lives and our businesses then is if we are lacking in structure then the creative energy the free-flowing feminine who is the artist the lover the mother she actually doesn't feel safe to fully expand she feels like well i'm just gonna like flow everywhere and kind of float away that's how it's felt for me and so we need this polarity and this balance of the inner masculine the structure within to hold her and to help her to feel safe and 
this energy, as we get to know it within ourselves, we, a lot of times we start to see patterns. We start to see unhealthy representations of the inner masculine, of our own inner masculine, and of reflections of that in our lives and our relationships. So something that you guys can start to do to unravel this, especially if you've noticed this affecting your relationships, is try to identify the archetypal, unembodied, masculine aspects of yourself and of reflections in partnership and relationships. So like I shared before, the reflection that I was receiving, which is also a reflection of my own unembodied masculine, right? Because it's all, we're just attracting our own reflections, is one of those examples was the unavailable, immature, young man, right? And seeing those reflections and seeing, well, okay, what do I need to heal within myself? Like, where did I see examples of that? Where does this template come from? For me, those templates came from my dad. He was like that. And he was also the aspect of the overly domineering, overly aggressive and possessive sexual energy, right? And so I see those were my templates of my own inner masculine and also of the types of partners that I was attracting. And so that's the first step is to look at look at yourself honestly with love and compassion. It's not it doesn't do any good to be sitting there judging and hating yourself and hating men and hating the masculine and and all of it. It's it's about loving and accepting those parts of you and seeing the lessons in the reflections that you've received. And once you're able to start identifying some some of those patterns, think about even if it's a actor, someone in your life, your friend, not someone who is directly your partner or really close in your life, you know, a little separation, but think about someone who holds or multiple people who hold the templates that hold the template of the divine masculine embodiment that you feel that you are and pick out the the aspects that really stand out to you of these people so is this person that you have in mind is he warm is he kind is he a father does he have father kingly energy? Is he present? Is he emotionally available? Is he understanding? Is he compassionate? Like name all of these qualities, feel it. And then go inside and call on your own inner masculine. Visualize what he looks like. And I don't know about y'all, but my inner masculine is sexy as fuck. So you can make him be the most beautiful part of you just as beautiful as all of the rest of the parts of you are so visualize him feel him get to know him talk to him let him hold you go on dates with him bring him into your self-pleasure practice 
see him, feel him, and understand that he isn't someone outside of you. He is you. And once we start to do this, then you can you can be more directive and you can ask for his help and you can assign him roles in your life. Like sometimes I'll be like, all right, intermasculine, I really need some help with organization and um, scheduling my week right now. Can you please help me? And he'll just like that energy in me will just like step in and like take care of it, you know? And so then we start to have this relationship with him. And then once we get clear on that, and once we get to know that aspect of our masculine, then you become an energetic match for that kind of safe, healthy, beautiful love and brothers and friends and mentors to enter into your life. And it's you can do this equal opposite work with the divine feminine. This talk today and this episode is about healing with the divine masculine and i just have to say too that i want to send a lot of love to all of the men and all of the brothers who are navigating this modern day life this world you know they have a lot to navigate in terms of feeling safe to express themselves emotionally and being vulnerable with themselves and other men and feeling like it's okay to be themselves, to be all of them. And I've had the opportunity these last couple of years to connect with some of the most incredible, incredible men. And it just makes me think, like, I have so much respect for men. I love them. And, you know, a past version of myself that was healing from the trauma, I used to be so angry at men. I... I could not say that I loved men, honestly. But now, because I'm falling in love with the masculine within me, I love my brothers. I love the embodiment of the sacred masculine. And so, bringing it full circle, and this is so present for me, because this painting I'm working on, Father Time, he is that to me. He is the reflection of this embodied healing that I've been doing around my own masculine. And so I can't wait to bring that medicine fully to you guys. If you're listening to this, definitely follow me on Instagram so you can follow along on the creation of this painting. And something I also wanted to put out there is that as we were talking about cord cutting and cord clearing and that really deep energetic shamanic healing if that is something that you feel you need support with you can always reach out to me i love helping people with these aspects i've led many many clients through cord cuttings and cord clearings and the effects that they have on our life and our ability to make space in our heart in our energetic field and to heal the energetic field is absolutely immense and so if you feel called to that kind of healing, please don't hesitate to reach out. And thank you guys so much, <clears throat> you know, for being a part of my community and my life and just for being such safe, supportive, loving people. Like I know a lot of you I haven't met in person and yet I feel like I know you. And hopefully 
after this episode and my other episodes, you can feel like you know me too. Because we're all here building this earth family together and we don't have to do it alone. So thank you guys so much for being here and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Awakening Artist Podcast. I hope you got so much value from this episode. And if you enjoyed listening today and would like to hear more, be sure to subscribe for weekly episode releases. You can find me on Instagram at Dana Wilcher for more inspiration, art, and tips. And if you would like to ask me a question directly or join my inner circle where I share more wisdom, stories, and tips, shoot me an email at danawilcher12 at gmail.com. Love and blessings. I will see you all soon.